Blog Talk Radio. another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. Paul writes that in the eschaton, that is in the last days, uh, there will be those in the church who will not put up with sound doctrine or healthy doctrine. But that these individuals will heat to themselves Uh, teachers that would be pleasing to them. And uh, because these individuals would have itching ears or more literally ears that desire to be tickled because these individuals do not want healthy doctrine in their lives. They do not want God to mandate anything for them. They do not believe in the divine imperative. There's an old book called The Divine Imperative. If you have time, uh, you may be able to find it on Amazon. Uh, read this book. It is, it is a large volume, but it is well worth the read, the divine imperative. Every page, every sentence is poignant and relevant. And it is would be well worth your time uh, to read this book. But uh, today I'm going to be speaking from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. And in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, that is, the first uh, 12 verses deal uh, deal with sanctification. And believers are enjoined by Paul to understand the necessity of sanctification in their lives. That is, lives that exemplify set-apartness unto God exclusively, set apartness unto God exclusively. Now, the church, the believing ones are called by Paul saints. That is those, uh, the Hagioi, those who are set apart unto God. So, this is what Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. He writes, quote, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. Verse 2. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. 3. 
For this is the will of God, that you, that you, even your sanctification, that you abstain from fornication. And so, uh, or pornias, pornias. So this word includes harlotry, incest, and adultery. So this is, this is a very important term. And noted sexual uncleanness. Sexual uncleanness. Um, now, sexual uncleanness is not frowned upon by the world. In fact, sexual uncleanness is lauded by the world. And indeed, uh, pagan religions are built around uh, sexual uncleanness and uh, the destruction of others or the sacrifice, the physical sacrifice of, of the young and babies as a part of their worship. But believing ones are to live lives that are in total contrast to what paganism accepts and what the world accepts. They are to be holy individuals. Uh, God is holy. And so we are to show in our lives that we are indeed set apart as unto God alone. So he goes on, verse 6, that no man uh, go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testified. This is very important. When Paul talks about supernatural uh, ethics for believers, uh, he understands that the Lord uh, expects uh, his church to, to follow the mandates of biblical supernatural ethics. We are members one of another. The book of Ephesians uh, talks about this. We are members one of another. We are the body of the living Christ. The book of Colossians Talk of uh, speak about Christ the head. We are the soma of Christ. He is the kafele. He is the head of the church. Alone, he alone is the head of the church. There's no uh, earthly individual, no man. There is no papa, no daddy on earth uh, to whom we are addressed by this title. The Bible makes this uh, very plain to us. And so we are to follow the scripture. He goes on. Verse 7. Uh, quote, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath given us of his Holy Spirit. See, we, we are holy individuals. And please understand that heaven is God's home. There is no, uh, there is no sin in heaven. And neither individuals who are who are ardent uh, and devoted practitioners of sin, you will not find that in heaven. Okay, we are to be ardent practitioners of righteousness and holiness before God. Of course, the Western Church has lost this because they, the Western Church now uh, wants to be friends with the world. The Western Church has been uh, conquered by the world. And so it is very interesting that when you go back to the scripture, we find what we need to understand about God 
and the way he wants uh, the members of his church to be. State of being heard. So as we go on in verse 13, after Paul ex- deals with the ethical mandate, he goes into doctrine. He, he talks about uh, believers at Thessalonica who are grieving over their loved ones. And perhaps uh, these individuals believe that they will ne- would never see their loved ones again. So Paul wants to comfort their hearts. He wants them to understand that uh, those who believers who that believing ones do not die, but believing ones sleep in Jesus. The word cemetery is from a word that means dormitories or dormitory. And so believers sleep in Jesus. They do not die. So he goes on, verse 13, but I would not, I quote, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Amen. Amen. My wife and I have lost uh, two babies, and we know that we will see them again. We know that they will see us again. And my grandmother and grandparents, uh, my father, so uh, I want to see my loved ones again. And I believe, because I believe in Jesus, and these individuals are in him, that I will see them again and a brother of mine as well. Paul goes on, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring. Now, Francis Larkin, uh, Paul writes, absent from the body, present of the Lord. Uh, Clarence Larkin, an old theologian, uh, called this the, when believers are in heaven before God, and they do not have their glorified bodies yet. Clarence Larkin refers to this as the intermediate state. The intermediate state. But these individuals will come back with Jesus, and then they will receive their resurrection bodies, like unto his glorious body. And so, for, uh, verse 15, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming, the parousia of the Lord shall not prevent them, that is, go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and, the, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, notice, notice, uh, the dead in Christ shall rise or be resurrected first. They shall be resurrected first. They shall receive their resurrection body. In First Corinthians 15, Paul talks about these trans- this transformation occurring uh, in the twinkling of an eye. Not in the blink of an eye, but in the twinkling of an eye. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up, and here it is, the snatching out, or what some call the rapture. 
then we then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in clouds, not in the clouds. But we don't have the definite article the modifying the noun clouds, uh, the plural noun clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. So notice what is going on here. Dead in Christ will receive their resurrection body first. Then we who are alive and and are here, uh, we who are alive in the Lord returns, and we will receive our resurrection body. And then we will join them in the air, A-E-R in Greek, that is the lower atmosphere. There will be clouds of saints in the immediate atmosphere. And so shall we all be with the Lord. And we're going to comfort one another with these words. Here, God, here is the inbreaking of God into the uh, political cosmic monism. That is, uh, monism means monolith, the monolithic belief, the monolithic state, uh, the worldwide political state that is in radical opposition to God. Jesus is going to shatter that system. He comes for his thing. Transhumanism, uh, the technological modernism, the scalar weapons, the ionization of the sky, and our to use scalar weapons. Jesus will shatter this system. And there will be these uh, worldwide, these saints that are there in the air. Forget all the movies that you've seen about the rapture and what it will be like. Go back to your Bible, read your Bible, understand what the Bible says about the second coming of Jesus and what it will do. This is a glorious event. Paul calls it the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, even Jesus Christ. May you have a blessed afternoon. Good day.